This is BBC Six. Welcome back to BBC Six. Coming up next is the shipping report, followed by the one um, radio version of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. (laughs) (laughs) One. (laughs) You better tell. You better ask my mom how to make a monster. My mom don't know how to make no monsters. She made me. That's the that's the thing. That's what the lyrics mean. Are you calling yourself a monster, Kyle? That's right. I'm. You can't think of yourself mm, a monster. I'm a monster. You know, you ain't no monster. I've seen you on the court. Yeah, I can't even dunk. Yep. By the time I got to the height where I should have been able to dunk, I like just didn't have any hops anymore. I guess maybe I should like worked out my legs more. <laughs> At that point, all I was doing was swimming. The well, uh, so shit, the dynamic. What are the fuck they call it now? Where you you jump on boxes? That shit's pretty cool. I like when dudes jump out of like the four foot deep section of a pool onto the um side of the pool. That's pretty powerful. <laughs> powerful. That's enough. We're not this this episode. That's, that's enough talking about dudes. Like. That's right. We're not talking about dudes in this episode. This is a ladies rock episode. This is a girls' night out. This one's for the ladies. Mm. Before we talk to the ladies, though. You're familiar with uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion or Evangelion, as it should Fortunately. be. Remember, there's the first impact, right, where um, uh, Adam's egg hits the earth and, like, creates life. And then mm-hmm. there's the second impact where the nerve is experimenting on Adam and it, like, fucks up the, like, earth's axis and kills everybody. Mm-hmm. And then the whole series, they're waiting on third impact, which is, like, the angels getting to Adam or whatever, but then ends up being... I don't know, I guess prevented through the human instrumentality project or whatever, right? But basically, you you recall there's the, the, the three impacts or whatever, right? Yes. This week um, and last week, it, I have um, participated in what I would describe as the third impact of David Lynch on my life. <laughs> okay. <laughs> a lot. That's a weird... Uh uh analogy maybe but i'm, I'm with you so far Go all right it. So check it out so around 16 17 is first time i tried to watch twin peaks at that point i'd only seen a racer head and i was 16 or 17 so all i thought about racer head was like oh cool weird movie make people feel weird ha 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 and i watched twin peaks didn't really get it because i'm 16 17 you know yeah, 16 years old dumb everyone knows that yeah a few years later i'm like all right it's time to really understand david lynch Still like Eraserhead. Um, I definitely um, appreciate it more as a, a, a work of art rather than just like it being shocking and disturbing like teenagers think. And then this is also when I get really into um, Wild at Heart and Blue Velvet. Still try to watch Twin Peaks again. Still don't really get it. Now, at 34 years old. Third, <laughs> you get Twin Peaks? Third Impact. Not only do I finally understand Twin Peaks and I'm obsessed with it, like everyone else loves David Lynch, 
gone back through and watched every single one of his movies. They're fucking perfect. Um, love his short films. I'm uh, listening to his uh, weather report that he posts on YouTube every day. I've been watching videos of him explaining transcendental meditation. I'm going to try to get into transcendental meditation. Oh, Thanks God. to David yeah. Lynch. I know you, so, Kyle. Good luck. Fucking David Lynch, Third Impact. The third Impact in Evangelion is basically like the end of the world. So David Lynch, Third Impact on Kyle. We'll see how it goes. But it's kind of like the transcendental meditation. Perhaps that will be the equivalent of the human instrumentality project. Oh, so it's going to turn out that, that your dad's a dick? No, I'll, um, tra- through transcendental meditation, I'll suddenly be really interested in intro to human psychology shit. <laughs> <laughs> Just like Hideaki Anna when he lost the plot of Evangelion. <laughs> no, no, he did like three movies after that. Yeah, he's, he keeps trying to like get it right, and he doesn't. Uh, the, the new series, the Evangelion Rebuild, is fucking awesome to watch. Uh, he has, the fourth one hasn't come out yet. He'll probably totally drop the ball again. You know, because he has look to forward the to in, uh, this world of ours. The fourth one, which is Evangelion Rebuild 3.0 plus 1.0, because you know it's Evangelion, so it's got to have a mysterious title instead of just being 4.0. Whatever, Hideakiano, Gynex, whatever. <laughs> anime. I have been watching a lot of anime too, though. Ugh. Ugh. Um, I don't watch shit. I'm just slowly going crazy. There's a cool one that recently got on Netflix jail. Netflix jail um, for uh, the uninitiated is apparently what us anime fans call it when uh, Netflix picks up an anime series while it's still broadcasting in Japan and refuses it to broadcast it until the series is completed. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a well-versed in anime culture now. Do you, do you see? <laughs> I see, I see. Well, I mean, I, isn't that kind of how um, uh, traditionally Americans have consumed anime anyways? Most series that we got when I was a kid were like aired for five DVD years ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we yeah want, stop being such little bitches. <laughs> finally got Cowboy Bebop six years later. <laughs> um, yeah, but now there's like Crunchyroll and Hulu and Amazon Prime will do simulcasts and stuff. So people yeah, are used to it. it. But uh, anyways, recently, Doro Hedoro got out of Netflix jail, and I love it. It's the most, like, gruesome, weirdest, most violent anime I've seen in a long time. It's uh, exactly what I want out of anime. I recommend this to everybody. Uh, Especially the kids. Here, go out there, kids. Go out there and watch it. I saw someone on Twitter was like, we need more adult animation where it's, like, people sitting around talking about their feelings or some shit. And it's like, man... What's can, that's not, why would you do why, animation? What's the point of animation? You can then? do anything possible in animation. The only limit is like human imagination. Why would I want to watch people talk around, sit around and talk about their feelings? That's why like fucking Bojack Horseman is a fucking joke. Okay, I watched I the first season, so I can't really, I don't know really. I didn't, it didn't grab me. Yeah, I, I don't fucking, I don't give a fuck about that shit, man. Akira is a classic film. All this like teenage drama shit, talking about their feelings, Steven Universe bullshit. No one's going to remember that shit in 10 years. That's the product of the weird infant 10 infantilization of our culture well, don't talk about shit. steven universe like that there's more than like just talking about the feeling there's a lot of uh s- space uh fights in that one <laughs> kids watch that one all the fucking time i don't give a fuck man it's not akira <laughs> <laughs> the goddamn space opera yeah they're like adult animation doesn't mean blood and sex and f-bombs and shit and i was like fucking to me it does <laughs> i don't know what's wrong with you but uh, ever since i was like 11 years old i want all i want to see is uh, violence sex and depravity I understand there's different tastes or whatever, and I can appreciate the softer things like Mystic Pizza. But at the end of the day, what do I really want to see? Animated tits, fucking blood. I want to see people getting dismembered and shit. Hopefully demons are in it. Hopefully like, demons demons are getting dismembered in it. Yeah. Or they're the heroes. I don't know. Who knows, man? It could be <laughs> anything. But only it limits our imagination. 
there's a part in um, Devil Man Cry Baby where um, a woman at a club with a very large animated breast, the breasts turn into, well, she's a demon and she like her body um, mutates and her breasts turn into like giant uh, monster mouths and start chasing the guy. And I was like, yes, this this is fucking art. This is <laughs> look at this. This is the height of art. This is what animation is all about. This is what the kids need. Kids need to use their animation, their imagination to create the weirdest shit you've ever seen. <laughs> no more Bojack Horseman talking. Well, about what would have been great then if the breasts would have stopped and, and explained how they felt about chasing the man and why they chased him. Well, I was thinking about that too. Um, animation being a visual medium, you could probably tell a story without having the characters just always express their feelings all the time. Uh, you know, through like internal monologues, Evangelion. <laughs> uh, well, that's another thing about David Lynch. And as far as my understanding of Twin Peaks, David Lynch thinks film as an art form is balanced. TV is not. Twin Peaks was his attempt to balance television. And the audience and the producers and the and CBS fucking ruined it. So David Lynch agrees with me. TV is garbage. The only thing that matters is film. And I'm um, still here to see that argument. <laughs> I, I I care. I care little. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. Um, that's the thing is like the people. I guess I do it sometimes. You try to intellectualize and moralize your personal tastes. Trying to do it less. Where here's the facts of the matter. Like fucking. David Lynch and like horror movies where people get their heads chopped off for fucking cool to me. That's what I like. And the stuff that most people like, you know, people talking about their feelings and stuff. I don't like it. I think it's for babies, but you know, if you're into it, whatever, just go be a baby. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's why we watched mystic pizza this week. So it's about baby talk. Well, uh, Kyle doesn't talk about his feelings ever. Kyle doesn't have any feelings. I'm, I think I'm I don't actually, even know what feelings are. I think I'm actually pretty good at expressing my feelings, to be honest. And I don't have a problem expressing their people expressing their feelings, but if you're going to use a visual and sonic art form like animation or film to express your feelings, don't just have characters say their feelings. You know what I mean? That's just like <laughs> not a good. good way to write. I mean, honestly, that's not even a good way to write in a, in a um, anything yeah. a novel. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a reason they say show, don't tell. Yeah. The old man in the sea. The old man got up that day and he was feeling pretty old and he was wondering what his life amounted to. Was it all a struggle for nothing? Was it all for no? No. Turns <laughs> out, yes, it was. Let's continue anyway. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we did watch Mystic Pizza, though. I guess before we talk about Mystic Pizza, is there anything you would like to complain about or talk about that you like this week? I don't know. Probably not. Oh, okay. <laughs> Got to get out there, man. Consume more media to talk about. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of what I, I really did not do shit this week. I worked and I helped the kids with school and and then, I don't know, I, I, seriously, Saturday I slept for like 12 hours. After we watched Friday the 13th, part four. Last Saturday, I did that because last Saturday, instead of drinking White Claws, I drank like the Bud Light seltzers. And something something about those ones fucked me up. And so this weekend, I switched back to real White Claws, and I was totally fine yesterday. I cannot drink White Claws, though. It's just too sweet. And that's not even like the sweetness. It's like the fake sweet. It's like the fake sweetener, isn't it? It's artificial sweetener in those shits, isn't it? No, I think it's like real artificial flavors <laughs> i don't know oh, something little, about it is not so right with my in my tummy tum i don't think white claws are that sweet actually they just have um they it's have, aftertaste like, or something 
But yeah, well, I don't like the yeah the aftertaste. Like yeah, I can like taste it in my nose afterwards or something. Like I really don't like it, so I just like I slam them real quick and then um, don't worry about it. Eat a burrito, forget about it. That's funny that um, when people bring up the scary socialist countries, right? No one ever thinks to bring up Portugal, huh? Well, no one cares about Portugal. Not even the Portuguese. <laughs> I think the people in Portugal are pretty serious about Portugal. <laughs> but I do know that there's a lot of people that um, there's even, there's different, just like in uh, Spain, the, being Catalan or Barcelonian is considered mm. different than. Yeah, Spanish you know, it's all that old European shit. Yeah, so like in Portugal, they do have a thing too where like the people, like the Iberian people, think they're different than like the Gallic people. And, you know, so uh, whatever. <laughs> oh, I guess it's not that much better in America these days. No, America's fucking dumb. Fucking dumb. Well, and speaking of Portugal and America being dumb to uh, different types of people concerning ethnicity, class, and possibly religion, we watched Mystic Pizza. Which is about poor Portuguese women and um, how bad it sucks in the 80s. If you say that word one more time to me, I'm gonna scream. Married. Bill and JoJo ah! are made for each other. Yo, come on! You can't force me to do something I'm not ready to do, Bill! Daisy and Charlie are from two different worlds. You're weird. I'm weird. You want a soda or some juice? Tim and Kat are throwing caution to the wind. I'll have some wine. Is there a history of insanity in the family? or They say it skips a generation. But in a town like Mystic... I'm not going to be slinging pizza for the rest of my life. The best pizza! The only thing for certain is that nothing is predictable. All I want you to do for me is give it to me! Mystic Pizza. Baby! A romantic comedy yeah. with the works. Mystic Pizza. In a word. Superb. And also Julia Roberts. Fucking, I'm in love with Julia Roberts. I forgot how fucking gorgeous she was. <laughs> oh my god. I just think of every awful Julia Roberts story I've ever read. Which I guess it could all be lies, but it seemed to amount to something. Oh, she's supposedly like a jerk? Yeah. Oh, damn. That's when we're on the, on, supposedly in Hook, the crew called her Tinker Hell or some shit. Oh, really? Yeah. She's so beautiful in Hook, though. <laughs> I forgive her. She hasn't been mean to me. <laughs> you know what? Fair enough. <laughs> uh, by, the, by that logic, you do you also forgive like Donald Trump and George Bush? No, they have been specifically mean to me. They have not. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't have health care. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it with me, man. I Actually, have... don't you have health care? No, I haven't been approved yet. It takes oh, three okay. to ten business days. <laughs> you Da-da-da-da-da. might have health care. I might. We'll see how it goes. But uh, yeah, you know what I mean? Those guys suck. They're jerks. They're bullies. I guess um, Julie Roberts is a bully too. I just refuse to believe it because of her and Mystic Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> she's kind of a bully in Mystic Pizza. A couple she times. is too, but like she's so like powerful and like when when she when she thinks the the fucking honky is cheating on her and she just dumps like all the anchovies into his car, it's fucking badass. I was like, mm, that's the type of woman I need. That's what I'm into. <laughs> Some little bit damp, dump anchovies in my my shitty ass car. Hell yeah. His car was a rich guy car. I was thinking that too. Because he shows up later and he's got a new ride. 
And I was like, if that happened to me, I'd just have to be driving around the fucking anchovy mobile forever. <laughs> <laughs> you might get a Vespa like cat. <laughs> yeah. Like I'd like to try to clean it out at one of like the local gas stations, but like now nah, that's the anchovy mobile. <laughs> you go to one of those car washes with the really powerful hose and just spray out the inside. <laughs> yeah, I've done shit like that before. <laughs> We talked about it before. I'm a dirt poor person. Family's poor. This is the things that poor people do. Stay tuned for more updates on being poor. Uh, the official synopsis on IMDb for this film, though, is three teenage girls come of age while working at a pizza parlor in the Connecticut town of Mystic. Wait, they cannot all be teenagers. Well, they're Julia like, Roberts is in her 20s for sure. Well, yeah, they don't specify at all, but these are clearly like they're in the early 20s because they're like, drinking. Cat might shit. be like 19. She's yeah, because she's either like more uptight or maybe just like younger. You know, I think she's the younger sister because she's going away to Yale for her. Seems like she delayed a semester at least, right? Oh yeah, yeah. So oh yeah, she's so probably eighteen, be 19, 18 19, yeah. And then yeah, presumably Julia Roberts and um, JoJo's. Oh no, <laughs> JoJo, Lily Taylor, JoJo are presumably there in their early twenties because JoJo is about to get married and shit, and it's the eighties. Told but, but it is also um a Catholic uh environment. So sometimes you get married young because of religion. Da-na. Let's talk about the director though, huh? His name is Donald Petrie. <laughs> <laughs> so his career goes like this. He does a bunch of TV shows, he directs Mystic Pizza, he goes back to TV, he provides them with the, the two hits, Grumpy Old Men and Richie Rich. Oh, I like Grumpy Old Men. <laughs> yeah, and Richie Rich was cool when we were kids. Yeah, cool I remember like when I was a kid, but but it's probably I don't even as a kid I'm like this is probably not a good movie. Nah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, there's movies you watch as a kid where you're like, this is stupid as hell, but I'm loving it. <laughs> I'll be loving this. Uh, then he does more TV. He comes back to powerhouse performance with Miss Congeniality and How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days. And Man, he some- just loves him some lady movies. Hell yeah, and then after, since that, he's just been doing TV shows and shit. Uh, Miss Congeniality, Sandra Bullock is absolutely beautiful, too. I forgot about that until I watched that Bird Box movie like a couple years ago. Oh, yeah, that movie was, was alright. The movie sucked, but I was like, oh, Sandra Bullock, I forgot. Good to see you. What, what was Jesse James' stupid-ass thinking? So I guess it's because for a while she was just doing like white lady movies, you know? Like movies about being like, oh, like the bland side and shit. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, what? What's this? What's all this? Thing? He's chasing an Oscar, baby. Yeah, uh, but with as far as Donald Petrie goes, we have to talk about his brother because uh, I feel like there's some like an interesting uh, rivalry between these two guys, or like they're, they're I just I get the feeling that like their Thanksgivings and shit might have been like kind of weird. Oh, is it like uh, the? Uh... <laughs> Uh, shit. Go ahead. I can't. I can't think of what it was. All right. So first off, his this is his older brother who is uh-huh. Daniel Petrie Jr. So he's <gasps> older brother, and he gets the junior right. So he's the star of the show, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, he is best known for pioneering the subgenres of action comedy and buddy cop films through the eighties, such as Beverly Hills Cop and oh. Turner and Hooch. Shit. Yep, so he's already got his brother beat on like every movie, except for Missing Pizza. Missing Pizza is a dope movie. It's so cute. I mean, I like Miss Congeniality too, but oh, yeah. oh my god, like Return on Hooch and Beverly Hills Cop. <laughs> right? Turn on Hooch says fucking Tom Hanks has arrived. 
<laughs> Guess who's the psychic? It's a fucking dog. It's a dog. Do you see how the shit on the internet, the QAnon people are uh, going after Tom Hanks now? Yeah, I've seen that before. You leave Tom Hanks alone. <laughs> uh, there's a reason he bailed out to Greece, and yeah, it's because America's falling apart. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, specifically, this is what really the icing on the cake, I think, that showcases that Daniel Petrie, the older brother, the junior, is a better writer and director. He is also responsible for the classic Pauly Shore film from 1996 in the army now. <laughs> All right. Well, he's, he's definitely, he wrote and directed that one. Oh, I think he produced and directed that one. Okay. He wrote. Yeah, and, he definitely didn't. Beverly Hills Cop is not his writing, is it? It's, no, he just directed that, directed that one. one. Produced and directed. I think Turner and Hooch, he did write that. Okay. Mystic Pizza is not Petrie's writing, correct? It's, it's old Matty Damon. Uh, what Matt Damon? <laughs> no, it's our friend from Slumber Party Massacre, Amy Holden Jones. Oh, is it really? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know where. I think I saw Matt Damon's name on the credit somewhere. It's stuck in my head. Well, this is the very the film debut of Matt Damon. Ah. First time he's in a movie. He's like the cousin of our honky guy. There's a scene where they're having dinner. Oh, really? They try to trick him in the the, the dad or whatever. Is like, yeah, eat that that part's to the tom- called the tamale. And it's you know, the shit part it's delicious. of delicious. Yeah. That was Matt Damon. That was a little Matty Damon. Apparently Ben Affleck also um, tried out for the film but didn't make it. Oh, man. That's where that rivalry started. Mm-hmm. Um, for those that don't remember, In the Army Now also has uh, Lori Petty in it. Yeah, Kyle's crush. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who's apparently 58 years old now. Yeah, did you, uh, did you watch Orange New Black? She's in like three seasons of that. I did not. I had seen some episodes of it because when it came out, lots of my girlfriends were watching it. The but, ladies um, love it. I watched it with my wife. Yep, that sounds about right. But no, I didn't ever really sit down and watch it enough. I just know that Laura Pepron is in it and um, eventually Tank Girl's in it. That's and um, the, you know who else is in, in the Army now, though? David Allen Greer? David Allen Greer. Hell yeah. <laughs> we had to get a special shout out to David Allen Greer. He, I don't know what happened. To I don't know what career. you're doing out there, David on Grill, but I love you. Yeah, I hope you're just. He's. I hope he's just having a good time doing his thing. And uh, from what I understand, he just he kills the comedy store and ruins everyone's night. <laughs> oh, really? Because like, damn, we gotta go on after David on Grill. <laughs> That's my assumption. And then, um, I don't know. We're talking so much about it in the army now, but also Andy Dick's in it. <laughs> uh, I don't want to talk about Andy Dick. <laughs> he you got can't. knocked out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because everyone's like, stop. Why do you kill Phil Hartman? That's a little, I don't I mean, that's a little much, but you know, he's part, I guess part of the responsibility. Well, that's like John Lovitz thing, right? It's like, he yeah. basically killed him, so fuck you. Also, John Lovitz is kind of a piece of shit, too. Well, I mean, Andy Dick is a terrible guy. Yeah. But he's also fucking... He might I'm need, John Lovitz! <laughs> Andy Dick might need some help. <laughs> yeah, he's needed some help for a while. Wasn't he on Celebrity Hub like 15 times? Yeah, well, he's yeah, a terrible alcoholic drug addict. And he was like abused as a child. You know, just a sad story of a lot you know, of comedians. I, I will say this, though. We both enjoyed uh, that one season of his reality show or like his skit show. Remember Andy that? Dick's funny as fuck, man. He's <laughs> just crazy. And so we already mentioned uh, our, our good friend. Um, I don't think she'll be coming back up again. So we'll just go through it again real quick. Amy Holden Jones wrote uh, Mystic Pizza. Uh, she was at one point going to direct Mystic Pizza, but for some reason, this other guy got to do it. Uh, that's that's why we don't have any cool nightgown shots. 
Probably. There is a shot where um, Julia Roberts is in like a very large sweatshirt when she's comforting Cat, mm-hmm. and you can see quite a bit of leg and some feet. So it's like kind of that's the nightgown. And when she has the the hunky's uh, dad shirt on. Uh, I've never really liked that look, but yeah, I guess that technically counts. Yeah, people enjoy that one. Hmm. I'm just like, yeah, it's fine. It's I'm just I'm a Julia Roberts stand now. <laughs> but everything, everything. I'm gonna watch Pretty Woman. I might. <laughs> Who knows, <laughs> and, man? And then Runaway Bride. I love Richard Gere and Julia Roberts. <laughs> Richard Gere. No, I, I'll watch a movie about me and Julia Roberts. I forgot she's got big old curly hair. She's tall as shit. Way too tall for the hunky in the movie. She looks like she's gonna beat his ass up. <laughs> <laughs> she does have some some big ass hair in this movie. It's classic eighties uh, era. Yeah, she looks well, so good. What, as long as we're talking how big people are, I was surprised how many people were giving Vincent D'Onofrio shit in that movie. Yeah, you don't give a, a fisherman who's that large a lot of guff. <laughs> yeah, but he's like a gentle giant. Obviously, everyone in town kind of knows he's a little bit of a pushover. Yeah, but he was ready to beat the shit out of everybody when they started talking crap. Yeah, but he's like, it's probably at this point in his um, life in the town, it's like, well, he's always with the girls and they always kind of stop him. You know what I mean? <laughs> Ugh. Just seems like a dangerous proposition to me. I know <laughs> I wouldn't do it. The most dangerous game. You're probably way bigger than Vince Sinofria. I bet we're probably closest. Well, he looks like he's about 6'8 in this movie, which so means he's probably around 6'4. Well, yeah, I think a lot of people were not super tall in this movie. You got, uh, Julia Roberts is tall for a woman, but she's only like 5'8. And she looks like much taller than most everyone else in the movie, right? Yeah, that's true. So we got to think about that. Uh, any for a quick refresher for those who never listened to the Slumber Party Massacre episode or don't remember or just whoever's a big dumb loser. Amy Holden Jones is um, she wrote and directed Slumber Party Massacre. Uh, she started off working as assistant director for Scorsese and helped him out with editing. Scorsese said, "No, you got to direct," and so. She hooked up with Roger Corman. Roger Corman's who gave her the money to make the Slumber Party Massacre, uh, considered the, the, the preeminent feminist slasher. After that, she said, thank you, Roger Corman. I'm not oh, going. Please lose my number. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> Roger Corman's a cool guy, despite the, the quality of his work. <laughs> I find it so hard to, like, some of it's just so, like, egregious. Like, it, I mean, like, it, some of it gets real rapey. Yeah, but he doesn't. Like, not even, like, like, just, there actually is rape in it. Yeah, but he doesn't like write any of it. You know what I mean? It's not most shit isn't his idea. He's just like, <sighs> He's I got some know. money and we're making this shit this weekend. <laughs> I can't uh, imagine being that kind of producer. But yeah, I'll find someone else, sir. I mean, he's, I'm sure he's not, like, the coolest dude in the world, but, like, <laughs> I, it seems like he's not super creepy. Yeah, yeah, I know, I get it. Yeah, and then that's, like, I was talking about earlier, like, morally and ethically, there's things I believe in, but then I just, I like movies with, like, titties and blood and stuff, you know what I mean? I don't know if I'd, I'd I don't really like to see sexual assault, though. I can, there, all right, so, well, like, let's watch Deathstalker again, huh? Well, some of Russ Meyer's movies, right, like, fucking faster pussycat kill kill i can appreciate like the the uniqueness and the the artistry of it or whatever so i don't want to i guess i don't know i'm just saying the shit that i like doesn't necessarily determine the type of person i am in real life or what my values are and a lot of the shit that i like not everyone likes you know what i mean uh anyhow though amy holden jones of course famously uh was asked to edit et by steven spielberg and she turned it down so she could make slumber party massacre Making her powerful queen. Yeah, I think we talked about this on Party Massacre. Like, yeah, it, 
if you want to be a director, smart move. Yeah, if I mean, E.T. is a great director, movie, but yeah, but you're still just editing someone else's shit. No one's gonna be like, yeah, there she is. She goes. This lady. She edited the shit out of that movie. Let's get her to direct uh, this one. There's like one famous uh, editor, and it's Scorsese's editor who dies. It is of course also uh, George Lucas's wife. Yeah, uh, Thelma Colbert, uh, Shoemaker. So she's uh, probably the most famous editor to ever live, to be honest. But I mean, yeah, usually you don't build a career off of editing unless you just really like to edit. Then you can have a great career. <laughs> but who likes to edit? You watch the same fucking shit nine million fucking times. Some people like it a lot. Uh, the title of the film was inspired by an actual pizza shop in the actual Mystic, Connecticut. Can you believe it? There's actually. Do they have actual Mystic spices on it? Famous, famous traditional Portuguese spices. I don't know. All it says is Amy Holden Jones was uh, vacationing there one summer and she was like, ah, Mystic Pizza. That'd be an interesting place to tell a cool movie. Do you think they have Linguisa Pizza? What, like Round Table? Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> Portuguese sausage, huh? Ah, that's a good point. Uh, Portugal. Oh, yeah, it's time for the shocking reveal. One set of our great grandparents is Portuguese. Uh, one, well, yeah, well. Oh, no. Great grandmother's Portuguese. Her husband was. Yeah, we have. No, the, her husband was Portuguese. Right? God, no. Who was it? There's mom, grandma's. Grandma's mom is Portuguese. Yes. Florence is a weird Portuguese name, though. Um, yeah, but it was, it was Florence. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we got, we got one sneaky Portuguese in our family. Yeah, otherwise it's all bog people. So, unfortunately, um, all I got, I think... Well, Julie the, Roberts is in fucking Portuguese, is she? I don't think so. But all I got from the arrangement, I think, is probably brown eyes. I think that's probably where they come from. I don't know, maybe. But then the Irish are known for their brown eyes, too. So it's well, all brown eyes are just fucking everywhere. I have pretty curly hair, but all, our dad has curly hair too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like uh, that's you, you won't see me walking around talking about my Portuguese heritage too much because well, it feels like stolen valor. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, great grandma. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it does. Remember, like we we did the school projects where like you come to school and it's like bring food from your culture and like obviously yeah. it'd be linguista because linguista fucking rules, right? Then, yeah, well, I brought uh, corned beef and cabbage. Yeah, but like I remember mom bringing linguisa one time to like my fourth grade, and they're like, "You're Portuguese," and I was like, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Just got squashed out by the bog people, as they want to do those damn <laughs> colonial bog people. Uh, who is in this film? Well, fresh out of high school, what's it about? Who's in it? Sisters. There's two sisters. One is named Cat. Uh, also, one of my favorite people on planet Earth is named Cat. Think about that. It's not this person, though. It's I really like cats. Except for her, this person's character name in the film, Cat is short for Catherine. My friend's name is short for Katarina. Uh huh. Russian. Polish. Close enough. Yep. <clears throat> Probably not, though. It's offensive to, to the Poles. Yeah, Polish people don't really like Ruskies and vice versa. <laughs> Cat and Daisy Arujo. Arujo. I can't, I'm sorry, I can't roll my R's very well. Really? Arujo. Arujo. It's not in your throat. You gotta use your tongue. Oh, yeah. You knew both. You Thank you, asshole. Yeah, I can't, can never do it. I had a Salvadorian girlfriend who tried to teach me to do it like every time we were drunk. 
But I guess it's probably like not a good time to learn to do it anyways. I thought like it's yeah. the best time because your tongue's all loosey goosey. Yeah, I can never like get it right. There's uh, certain things I used to be able to say where I could roll the R, like the practice like phrases she gave me, but I can never get it down. And then I you know what I'd say? I'd say, Hey, listen here, girl, you know, I can use my tongue when it matters. And you know what she said? <laughs> you know what she said? No, you can't. <laughs> now she go, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> And then she'd do that thing where you playfully push your partner's face away. But she knew the truth. And then the, their best friend is Jojo Barbosa. Yeah. Uh, let's, then get, uh, let's get caught up in these details. <laughs> it's fun to think about. It's also fucking, I would love to live in a, like, a little fucking fishing Oh, me too. Town, I think all the time. I want like, a little lake town, maybe. Yeah, I just, I just want to be a fisherman like Vincent D'Onofrio. <laughs> fisherman. What would you name your fishing boat? I don't know, but it'd have to be like a good pun or like the, as soon as like you're going to, it's as soon as you have a wife, you just name it after your wife. Oh. Yeah, there, goes, there goes my ideas for good puns then. Yeah. yeah but that's like romantic. Oh, <laughs> what, what woman does only named after a derelict stinking fishing boat? <laughs> yeah, but it's our derelict stinking <laughs> fish boat. <laughs> Annabeth Gish is who plays cat. Um, I recognize her as Trish from SLC Punk. Which oh, is, me too. I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, she's also, of course, apparently very successful in TV from Sons of Anarchy, which is a show I never watched. Me either. Um, she's in the last couple seasons of X Files, and then in the new seasons of X Files when they restarted it. Which I never watched the last seasons of X Files. I've watched the last couple episodes of X-Files one time to see how they ended it. It wasn't very good, and I haven't watched the new X-Files because why would it be any good? And like X watching X-Files with no lights on. You know what I'm saying? Donald Faison. And she's in Haunting of Hill House, which I did watch. Oh. But I did not like very much. Yeah. She's the one that goes crazy in that one, right? She's one of the sisters. I don't know. Yeah, I That's think what I remember. <laughs> Yeah, I just would like it was like cool. It's like an all right show, but it's just like it didn't need to be ten hours long and too much of it is about like family trauma instead of like actual spooky ghosts. I don't mind the family trauma stuff because I mean that's kind of what creates poultry ass activity anyways. Mm-hmm. But um it's just a lot of like the, the spooky ghost scares retroactively just become more like time travel emotional shit. I don't know. It's not, I don't know. Stick to the rules, all right? Stick to the rules of ghosts. Ghosts have rules, damn it. No, they don't, because ghosts ain't real. You make up your own rules. Just keep Oh, shit. She's only like 16 in Mystic Pizza, so hopefully that man she's kissing and stuff isn't very old, but he is. What man? Vincent D'Onofrio? No, we're talking about Kat. She's the one babysitting and the old guy kisses her. (laughs) I'm sorry. Got confused over a second. Yeah, uh, the entire time, I'm like, man, I hope this guy's wife really is divorcing him. Yeah, but you knew he wasn't. No, the daughter said that. Also, not I, I've definitely seen this movie before because I, I distinctly remember the scene on the bridge. Um, oh, yeah, where she's yelling at him. Yeah, she's yelling at Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah, where he does a terrible fucking joke. That was not a good joke, my man. That is fucked up. Yeah, but he's like, he was just trying to, he was sick of getting laughed at, I think. And so he's like, I'm going to make the entire town laugh at your ass now. Yeah, I would never do that to my partner, though. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, I wouldn't do it either. Yeah. Um, after Mystic Pizza and some other stuff, she took a break from acting so she could go to college like some sort of big head. And then, Stupid. Then she just came back and did TV stuff and got famous again anyway, so she just kept acting. Natalie Portman. 
That's basically everybody that's famous and goes to college, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, did James Franco. That doesn't fuck. Yeah, fuck, <laughs> that's, fuck James Franco. <laughs> James Franco sucked after he went to college. <laughs> Dun, 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 dun. Who's that? Who's that? <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Julia Roberts, Pretty Woman. No, I had Franco on the brain now. Pretty Woman. I'm fucking hunt down James Franco. It's Daisy. Like suit. No, we're talking about Julia Roberts now. Okay, sorry. She's the best. She played herself in Ocean's Twelve. It's fucking weird. Oh God, I hated that movie. Ocean's yeah. Eleven was like a really cool. Kind of. I mean, it's stupid, but it's it was like a cool. fun. Yeah, it was like a movie that like would be cool to see on Thanksgiving. You know what I mean? Where it's like oh, you're yeah. not you're not expecting much, but like it's fucking. You're all fat and turkey. Yeah, like yeah. next day after Thanksgiving, you got a turkey sandwich in you. Oh, yeah, man. like the same thing. That's how I feel about Knives Out. I know. I realize people think Knives Out is like a fucking mind blowing movie. No, oh, I feel the same about Knives Out well, too. It's a really good whodunit, and it's like fucking a perfect. Like, yeah, I'm just gonna fucking after Thanksgiving, I'm die on the couch and watch Knives Out. They spell everything out to you. You don't got to pay attention that much. <laughs> I was gonna, there's not really any mystery. It's, the characters are fun. Yeah. And uh, Anna Darmus rules. Uh, yeah, Julia Roberts, she's done tons of shit. Everyone knows Julia Roberts. She, she, the, the, she played herself in Ocean 12, though. It's, it's weird. <laughs> it's, why would they do that? It's so dumb. <laughs> oh, fucking don't ever do that in your movie. <laughs> I, hate, I hate that in every movie. Has it ever worked out? I'm trying to think of if there's ever been a time like that. Donald Trump in uh, Home Alone 2. <laughs> Go away. He's president now, all because of that movie. Yeah. So I, Julia Roberts is like the fucking most famous, one of the most famous actors of all time, right? Everyone knows fucking Julia Roberts. She's like, you're probably a billionaire from movies. She also has a brother, um, Eric, who's pretty cool. I like Eric Roberts. He does a billion movies, but he's not a billionaire from movies. No, uh, he's not quite as successful as Julia uh, he and he he was also very very handsome like Julia Roberts up until like a decade ago and then I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> Time makes fools of us all, Kyle. Yeah, not Julia Roberts though. No, she still looks amazing. I went out of my way to go check out Julia Roberts twenty twenty, but magnifique, looking great. Eric Roberts, mm, I don't you know, uh, not my style anymore. <laughs> Six out of ten. Yeah, I mean, he could still act and stuff, you know what I mean? But there's <laughs> something that he got old. He got real. He's old. the best around. No one's ever gonna keep him down. He's the best around. Uh, Eric Roberts actually started acting first and got a little bit of success, and then that's why Julie Roberts is like, "Oh yeah, well, I can do it better." <laughs> <laughs> and so she did. What a kick in the balls. Yep. Uh, Eric Roberts also has a daughter named Emma Roberts, who is very attractive, but apparently she's a domestic abuser. Oh, yeah, I've heard that. <laughs> you know her it. from uh, like American Horror Story and a bunch of shit. Uh, the Black Coat's Daughter. If no, you haven't watched Black Coat's Daughter, anyone listening, go ahead and check that shit out on Netflix. One of the greatest horror movies of the last 15 years, starring Emma Roberts. Um, Julia Roberts, though, was at one point engaged... To one of the podcast's favorite boys, Kiefer Sutherland. Oh, Kiefer. He's a pirate. They they broke up just days before their planned marriage in nineteen. I remember this as a kid for some reason. I don't, but I was thinking about it. Um, Julie Roberts might be too tall for Kiefer Sutherland. <laughs> but not Donald Sutherland. No, Donald Sutherland is like 6'4", but Kiefer is like 5'9". 
He's a pirate. He's got to wear high heels. That's, that's all he's got to do. He's, he's, he's got to wear them heels. boots. David Bowie boots. Don't stop. <laughs> yeah, check out my gaps, Julia. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so Julia Roberts, so apocryphal, so part of the zeitgeist, that when a 9,000-year-old female skeleton excavated in Bulgaria in November 2004 was discovered, the archaeologists called it Julia Roberts because of the perfect teeth it had. They went on to say that the woman would have had a perfect smile just like Julia Roberts. Her, is her smile artificial, though? Julia Roberts? Yeah. No, I don't think so. Because this is like one of her first movies, and she's just got like a perfect got smile. Really, I mean, yeah, she got the dentures. I, I mean, yeah. she might have got her teeth fixed or whatever, but the, what makes it great is like the proportion of her mouth to her, her mouth. face. She's got, a, she's got a big mouth. Yeah. And uh, last but certainly not least, I mean, I could talk about Julia Roberts for hours. What else do you want to say about her? She's got a cute little butt and like fucking bodacious hips in this movie. Fucking take that, the 80s. That fucking <laughs> standout star right there for the 80s. God damn. Unbelievable. But. And I love that you could tell that she's um, tall for a woman and was uncomfortable about it. I mean, I don't love that aspect of it, but uh, she's got like a bit of a hunch because usually when you meet tall women, they're always kind of hunched because they used to like hunch over to talk to their friends and shit. Love it. I, I like I said, I don't love that aspect of our culture that makes women feel that way, but I um do think is an interesting like physical quirk that people develop. It's beautiful. I love the intricate um uniqueness of all human beings. That's right. I'm a cult leader. <laughs> <laughs> We're all special in our own magical special ways. Now please come here and partake of the magic fruit that we have before you. I mean, yeah, that's legit how I feel. <laughs> I can see myself saying that, no problem. Yeah, the fruit is soaked in LSD, by the way. I mean, that's like a weird way to do it, but no, you know, you're a coal leader, Kyle. You're doing. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I, the fruit thing. I guess you, if you had a lot of LSD, why not just soaking in fruit? You wouldn't Hell be able yeah, to control the, wouldn't be able to control the dosage there. That's all right. You just fucking blast off through the firewall into heaven. <laughs> Hell yeah! Only thing to bring you down would be like some of the sweet Julia Roberts lips. Jojo with a Bobo Lily Taylor. She has also had a long, successful career. Um, I know her best from a film from 1999. That's pretty corny and um, got a lot of hate at the time and continues to get hate, but it is one of the like standout late nineties horror movies. That's terrible, but I still actually love the haunting. She's the most that boy. Yeah. Owen Wilson, Liam yeah. Neeson, Catherine Zeta-Jones, Catherine Zeta-Jones. Um, for the normies and the Zoomers listening, you guys will probably recognize her from The Conjuring. She's the mom in the first Conjuring. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Well, she's in Rudy too, right? Yeah, uh, I don't remember if I saw that. Yeah, she's been. You definitely since- saw Rudy. No, I mean I don't remember if I saw that in her filmography, oh. but she's definitely been consistently acting since Mystic Pizza. Man, I want some of that Mr. Pizza really bad. Mr. Pizza. I'm eating pizza tonight. I decided when I was watching the movie this morning. I was like, yeah, I'm eating pizza. I watched this movie twice. There's no pizza good around as good around here as Mr. Pizza. Venezia's. Is it really that good? I haven't. Does it deliver out by me? That's a real question. No, you got to drive out to Guadalupe to get it. That ain't fucking happen. <laughs> um, at one point, Lily Taylor was dating um, a gentleman that uh, listeners may be familiar with. For be he, familiar, not so much for his acting career anymore, but for being um, a dick on the internet, uh, Michael Rappaport. <laughs> um, but I, I know him both for his acting and for being a dick on the internet. 
1998, however, Michael, Michael Rappaport pleaded guilty to aggravated harassment of Lily Taylor and was ordered <laughs> to stay away from her and undergo counseling for one year. Doesn't yeah, that seem, sounds like Michael Rappaport, all right. It <laughs> doesn't seem like the counseling helped. <laughs> yeah, so that just a little dunk on Michael Rappaport there. He sucks. <laughs> I don't care if your friends with Spike Lee, you dick. <laughs> um, kind of a dick. We already went over that, right? <laughs> yeah, we've talked about it before, I think. Uh, like we, we mentioned it a couple times, Vincent D'Onofrio is in the movie too, but this episode, like I said, this is for the ladies. So who cares? Oh, so I'm getting real deep down low here. For ladies. No, I'm not like trying to like creep on so ladies. No, I'm being real creepy, baby. Hey, how you doing out there? I was thinking more like a safe space to celebrate women in film. No, there's no safe spaces anymore. <laughs> what oh. are you, some sort of social justice warrior? Uh, I guess that's like what people on the internet would call me. Well, virgins on the internet would probably call me um, a simp, is what they're going with now. Oh, they used to call them white knights. Remember that? Yeah, now there's simps. Um, what it is, though, is... I like uh, white knight way better. It made me feel cooler. Yeah, it's like not good. None of it's good because it's all just a weird projection from like uh, generally juvenile men who haven't had sex or have a meaningful relationship with a woman yet, and they're projecting all their fears and anxiety into the entire spectrum of women. Very healthy, very um, Western culture. I guess world culture, in fact. It's terrifying, especially because people just completely adopted it. No problem just because it's funny on the internet. I don't know. Maybe think about it. <laughs> what did Bill Gates say on the internet this week? Well, he said, I don't know how much corn dogs cost. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely said that. <laughs> how much can a banana be? $10? <laughs> What's great about that is like the follow-up question, Bill Gates, how much should minimum wage be? Yeah, no shit, right? <laughs> Fuck you, Bill Gates, you piece of shit. Um, yeah, uh, so the entirety of my life, I... Um, have been a simp, I'll admit it. I uh, grew simp. up around a lot of women. I like like being around women. I like um, what is perceived as like female energy. I like vibing with women. So I will happily say I'm a, f- a simp. And this episode is all about simping for Julia Roberts. Actually, all the beautiful women of Mystic Pizza. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like Kat as much as the other two, but that's just because she's kind of a goof. I don't like as much as the other two because she's not quite... Um, as independent, not as spirited yet, but she's still really young, right? So she's still probably got a little bit of the Catholic programming in her. It's still a little bit under her mother's thumb. Um, she just know, it seems to, like a weird call for her to then like try to creep on a married dude. She's like, because like, I don't, she's almost a little complicit in that relationship. She, I don't. It's so yeah. fucking weird. Yeah, but I'd like it's easy to get wrapped up in shit like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, she's young, young and like, she's uh-huh. like the, the, that guy's a piece of shit. But yeah, it's like more on him than it's on her than anything. Oh, 100%. What do you think at the end of the movie when she tears up his check? Do you, uh, what, uh, I, what would you have done in that situation? Fuck, I don't know, man. Like, I, like I, would, I probably would. You Honestly, I would probably tear up his check, but I'm a dumbass, so. Yeah, that's why I was like, I, I think she did the right thing. I just don't know if I would be able to do it because part of me would be like, yeah, fuck that asshole. <laughs> yeah, but then at the same time, he's like, I'm not a fucking prostitute, you motherfucker. <laughs> and though you know, in like his in his mind, that's it's like hush him. money. Yeah, well, he's no. I feel like well, in I mean, his, his mind, mind is not that, but it's that's what it is. Yeah, but. in his mind, he's like, I'm gonna do something for this girl who really helped me out this summer. You know? 
Yeah, but no, it really she meant is, a lot to me. But really, it's like, fucking don't tell my wife, please. Mm-hmm. Please don't tell my wife. Yeah, so, yeah, I don't know, that's, that's a rough one. I don't know what I would do in that situation. Man, like, if you, if you, he obviously, I, I'm 100%, I feel like he had, a, he was intending to cheat on his wife with that girl, because there's no reason to have her hang around so much if you're not. I'm like, you can perfectly have a friendly relationship with your babysitter, but she doesn't need mm. to be out having dinner with you and your kid. What the fuck are you doing, man? Well, yeah, he, it was like pretty quickly, his intention was like, I'm going to date this woman. Like, when they, as soon as they went to go see her at the planetarium. Yeah, I'm like, what the fuck? It was like, well, you should probably have a private, you should probably shouldn't have your private lives crossover. But um, I think there's no way I would be going to my babysitter's planetarium presentation unless my kid was like fucking begging me. Yeah, but I mean, it's obvious. The, the whole point is like his marriage is having problems, right? And so he's like, time to step on out. <laughs> well, you know, things happen in life. <laughs> yeah, shut up, you dork ass house renovating bitch. Can't trust him because he's rich, anyways. <laughs> well, he's not rich, but he's wealthier than I am, so I hate him. <laughs> you can only turn to Vincent D'Onofrio. That's right. He's fucking hell yeah, man. Vincent D'Onofrio in this movie. He's the only one who's part of the part of the dirt and the soil that make up the backbone of America. This is he's the only man in the movie that's a real man. Everyone else is posing as a man, he's walking around flashing the cash and stuff instead of getting out there and getting lobsters. <laughs> lobsters, man. Lobsters for lunch. Lobsters for dinner. Lobsters lot, anytime. <laughs> a lot of fucking lobsters. I love the way she says that line. I'm a Julia Roberts. Yeah, it, was <laughs> it was a good line. I, don't, uh, I, fuck up, I fucking love lobster. I'll eat lobster rolls for dinner lunch. Hell yeah. I love the juxtaposition of her checking the fridge and then going to dinner and they're having lobster. And mm-hmm. it's like, oh, it's a delicacy for the rich. But it's like, man, this is all we get to fucking eat because <laughs> all we do is catch lobsters. Of course, uh, we've been uh, experiencing this quite a bit with the last few films. of. Uh, uh, it wasn't too long ago that there were um, acceptable kinds of whites. Oh, the Portuguese? Yeah. And being Catholic and poor, uh, like we said, in Dirty Dancing, it, uh, Dirty Dancing didn't necessarily—he didn't necessarily need to be Irish or Italian, right? But uh, it makes it make more sense, right? Because you know, one of the ethnic whites, you know, <laughs> <clears throat> one of the dirt whites. Yeah, it's interesting that it was uh, still a thing until relatively recently, especially if you were like well, Italian Kyle. I, hate, I mean, like really, what? If you want me to be honest, I or if feel you're like Jewish we're now. Saying, in America is like the civil rights act. That's when uh, uh, everybody's like, Oh, we really got to create a white race here. Well, yeah, that was the big, tr- that's one of been one of the big tricks of the United States consistently, right. That they were able to pull off is, uh, you know, you, you, you know what? Uh, we're getting a lot of these immigrants in here that fucking suck, but we're going to need their votes. So what if we convince them they're on the winning team, despite it being meaningless and not actually benefiting them in any way. And then they're like, yeah, here, here. The Irish are now white. Jews, finally acceptable. But like, I mean, but like, don't try to like hang out and marry our daughters or anything. But, you know, we'll, we'll take the signs down that say you can't apply for jobs and shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, obviously, I'm not familiar with some of the other colonial countries. Like, I don't know what it's like in South Africa or Australia or anything, but it does seem to me like it's the perfect uh, trick for a colonial country, right? Or a country. Yeah, I mean, Australia is great. Well, yeah, I'm saying, I'm saying Australia probably did a similar thing, right? Yeah. They used to, the, most of the Irish people in Australia, which there are plenty of there were indentured servants and prisoners. So they somehow got absorbed into society. Right. So 
that's like the trick of these colonial societies is they'll give you a little bit of um standing right in society to let you for, for you to become subservient to that side of the argument rather than actually standing with your people right based on class or well, I mean the whole the whole the whole argument is just a stupid. I mean, like it, it's just a stupid way to divide people so that you know you can't actually um, organize based on you know your economic or or social needs. You know what I mean? Because like th- there's no value in a white being part of the white race. You know, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. So, <laughs> like you fuck? said, <laughs> I don't know. I like, coughed and like tore my throat. Um. Yeah, it doesn't actually really mean anything to be white, but then a lot of people have bought into it at this point where um, <clears throat> now it's like, uh, or consistently it's been uh, like, it means something to them and it makes it difficult for our society to move forward because there's so many people that have been tricked by it, right? Well, you know, basically 60% of the white population at least. I mean, I'm convinced it's more than that. <laughs> ah, I'm trying to be optimistic. Yeah, I think it's, <laughs> I think it's quite a bit more. I like, yeah, it's 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 a lot of white people. I think I think it's the majority of white people, and I'm not entirely convinced they're not going to do it with white passing Latinos. So everyone, stay oh, sharp that's on the, that. That's the goal. I think that's been their goal for a while. Yeah, as soon as they realize the demographics were shifting, huh? It's already start. It already happens a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, look at uh, uh, you can look at the Latinos in like Texas and New Mexico, or even Arizona. Some people that have been here in the country since. Oh, that hate other Mexico. immigrants. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I know some of them personally. Unfortunately, what were we talking about? Mexican pizza, though. I forgot. We I, I forgot the thread. Okay. <clears throat> I need to start doing like vocal warm ups or shit before we record because I'll like go. <clears throat> a couple days without talking at all. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a monk. Yeah, like talking very little. And then, all right, now I'll talk for two hours. And like, I don't know how it does something to my throat. Yeah, so we were just talking about uh, Mystic Pizza, about um, they're mean to Portuguese people. Even though it seems like they're coming into their neighborhood and being mean to Portuguese people, right? You know what I mean? <laughs> That's how it always works. You go down. That's uh, that's the British way. You uh, you show up at someone else's shore. You stare down your nose at them, and uh, you kill half their population. Yeah, because that's what seems to be apparent. Not so much the um, the the the, uh, uh, the infidelitous infidelis, <laughs> but like the um, rich young honky. It seems like his like. I don't know. It seems like they don't belong in the town at all. You know what I mean? Yeah, like he has a summer house there, and like him and his friends show up at the bar, and like, oh, look <laughs> at these fellas. Let's start a let's start a row, huh? Let's get the real thing going. Oh, let's uh, let's get this show on the road. I'm going to bet with this fine gentleman. Let me see if he speaks English first. <laughs> uh, hablo español, sir. <laughs> excuse, excuse. But uh, he just runs through all the Latin languages. <laughs> Part of you français. <clears throat> Um, speaking of the bar scene and um, him being way too short for Julia Roberts, the man that he bets $50 against in the dark game, studliest guy in the bar. Why isn't Julia Roberts talking to him? Because <laughs> she's after that money. <laughs> oh. money. Well, she is like money. desperate to get out of her life, right? Yeah, it's not that bad. I mean, I, to be honest, like, I've had worse bosses than that pizza lady. 
well, to be honest, like if I could work at a pizza shop slinging pizzas with that lady and like survive, no fucking problem. Plus, you're in like a little fishing town and like whatever. Uh, you know, it smells so nice at night out there. I know that it smells fishy, but I don't mind the smell, the smell of fresh fish. I, uh, fish too. I was gonna say that, but yeah, even if yeah, it doesn't have to be fresh. This fucking fish smells good. It's just especially when it's like an environmental smell. Obviously, like when you like cool wind. Yeah, like you get like rotten fish in your house and it's trapped or whatever. But like now, like fish coming off of like the docks and shit. Hell yeah, no problem. This uh, the movie starts out real kind of real corny. You know what I mean? Like everything's a little kooky. Uh, yeah, a little, I mean, a, little, a, little, a little too much cheese at the beginning for me. Yeah, I think that for me that like I don't think that has anything to do with the writing or what's presented in the story. No, it's one hundred percent directing. I think. It's like how it's filmed. Yeah, well, it is like. Um, you got to look at it from like when it came out, though. This is a pretty the, the every like romantic comedy after this and into the early nineties is gonna kind of follow this like vibe and formula. Uh, this is Mr. P. It doesn't seem like an eighties movie exactly. It seems like a nineties movie to me. Not just because Julia Roberts is in it, but like the pacing of it, the soundtrack, the way it's filmed. Like that, I feel like this is the template for like most of the nineties romantic comedies. Yeah, certainly the certainly the the early to mid nineties ones, mm-hmm. which is <clears throat> the Julia Roberts bread and butter, if you will. Yeah, which means like looking back at it retrospectively now, it's it has like it seems kind of corny because it reminds you of those movies, and it is pretty corny in the beginning before it like kind of finds its rhythm. Yeah, it's really like when they're trying to introduce mm-hmm. the characters, trying to give these little soft touches, but they don't. I don't know. It's just not. It's like oh guys, it's got the opening of a sitcom almost. Yeah, absolutely. Where it is, um, like the, mugging the camera. Yeah, all the nuance of the characters like comes later, but like the first like twenty minutes is just like, all right, here's Cat. She's going to. She needs money for school. You know what I mean? Like it's basically people are saying it directly to the camera, like, hey, yeah. this is what you need to know. All right. And then about twenty minutes in, the movie really starts. <clears throat> yeah. The, so basically, they just did a bad job establishing the characters. I guess. Guess what? What? Despite it being called Mystic Pizza and there being a real Mystic Connecticut with a real Mystic Pizza, they didn't even film this shit in Mystic Connecticut. Oh man, Mystic Connecticut could have used those those tourists in dollars. Yeah, they actually filmed in some neighboring towns called Stonington Borough and other <laughs> English shit. <laughs> <laughs> I bet the town of Mystic like ran through the town and was like throwing oranges and lobster carcasses everywhere. Well, it turns out uh, the seaside town of Mystic, Connecticut, it was already a prime tourist hotspot. Oh, like no, thank you. Nope, we've got enough tourists as it is. Uh, everyone I if, in on the New England East Coast to me is from Maine, so that's how they sound. <laughs> uh, go on, get out of here. We don't need any Hollywood nonsense. <laughs> Some guy from Pet Cemetery. <laughs> that's how they all sounds. Your Hollywood nonsense. No, go on. It's a out of here like a raccoon got up on the porch. I don't think they really have accents in Connecticut, do they? Seems nah, like probably, I don't think so. Not anymore. <clears throat> Most places seem pretty neutral now. Even like the famous like American accents are kind of fading away. Everyone sounds like vaguely Californian guy. Hey, dude. Oh, like, you know, like <laughs> it's going on like over here. <laughs> yeah, people do have like that rising inflection all over the place now. But that's like 
not super real California. I guess maybe it's Southern California. Southern, you know, the worst. Yeah. The, I don't remember people talking like that when you were growing up. I do, I do personally say like a lot and hella, which is, hella. Uh, yeah. I don't say hella. I think I do say like more than I would prefer to. Huh? See what I did there? Mm-hmm. 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 You used a, a synonym. <clears throat> yeah. So even the building where they, they filmed the pizza restaurant, that wasn't the real pizza place. It was just some house they converted in one of the nearby towns. Oh, it did kind of look like a house. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, check it out, though. After the film came out, the real-life Mystic Pizza, they uh, renovated and remodeled the uh, building to look like the set of the film. Ah, <laughs> uh, come on! <laughs> come and, to the um, authentic Mystic Pizza. Yeah, it got so popular that uh, lines would stretch around the sidewalk full of patrons, and people would regularly steal shit from the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> so they did end up getting pretty successful, or they got some business off of it. Um, but unfortunately, this little uh, fact I have here says uh, the Zaleppo family sold the rights to their restaurant named Mystic Pizza for a relatively small amount, figuring this small independent movie with no stars would come and go. Unfortunately, <laughs> the movie did pretty well and became a cult classic. But I love this is the best part. Um, the Zaleppo family opened another restaurant in uh, Stonington, Connecticut, the next town over. And they called it uh, Mystic Pizza too. <laughs> so if the, so, if they made a sequel, they have to buy the rights from them again. <laughs> oh man, let's do Mystic Pizza too. Julia <laughs> Roberts' character has fallen on hard times. She's gotten divorced from her her goofy uh, um, rich husband. She has to go back and she buys the pizza restaurant and opens it back up. Mystic Pizza too. <laughs> Mystic Pizza too. And then finally, the, it's like a real Stella got her group back. Yeah, the Zaleppo family will finally get the, the reward <laughs> they deserve. It's all for the Zaleppo family. <clears throat> this is kind of cute, though. They did hold the um, official premiere of the movie in Mystic, Connecticut. <clears throat> they served pizza. Everyone ate pizza during the movie. Mystic pizza with psilocybin mushrooms. Ooh. That's mystical. That's, That's what makes it fucking mystic. That's why the dude on the fucking the restaurant review man was like, man, I couldn't even tell those spices were. I was in another world, man. Fucking peace was talking to me. Just kidding. Shrooms isn't that intense unless you take a lot of them, kids. Don't worry about it. I've noticed. Um, I guess it's not necessarily as negative as being super prohibitive of shroom use. But I've noticed this trend on the internet where it's like. <clears throat> People are way too covetous or spiritual about shrooms now, where they're like, oh, yeah, it'll change your life. It's like magic, but you got to be careful and be in a good place to do it and blah, blah, blah. It's like, nah, man, you can just fucking go do shrooms at a party and shit. You'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, just don't take that much. Yeah, or take an eighth and don't even <laughs> worry about it. <laughs> just do it anyways. <clears throat> Um, obviously, there are there are through studies we know there are um, like emotional psychological benefits from uh, dosing psilocybin. Um, so there are positives to it, and you are gonna feel like different and like happier and stuff afterwards and that sort of shit. But uh, the I think the mystical, spiritual, like life changing shit is like blown out of proportion like you can straight up just do shrooms and have a good time it's not necessarily gonna change your life i kind of feel like that that's true of uh, every drug yeah i guess that's better than people being like you'll do shrooms and die <laughs> <laughs> i did one, did one mushroom 
if you try ecstasy one time, it might kill you. There's a small percentage of people that if you do ecstasy even one time, it just might kill you. Remember that one? Yeah. Yeah, that's just not true. <laughs> uh, what I'm saying, kids, is just do drugs. If you're, like, hanging out and someone has drugs and they ask you if you want to do them, just do them. <laughs> Great. Here we go. Now <laughs> we're banned from Apple. I'll never work with Apple unless they give me five... Five drugs. Five, five cocaine. So I need five cocaine from Apple. <clears throat> That's not a quantity you get cocaines in. Yes, it is. Five cocaines. <laughs> you have to give me five million cocaines. Is there anything I can get you, Mr. McDonald? <laughs> yes, I need five cocaines. Five cocaines, please. Please provide me with the presidential crack pipe. It's for high rollers. Um... Speaking of doing drugs, did you notice uh, like the oh, the Mayo white boy, his his gal pals, they dress like um, F. Scott Fitzgerald. <laughs> <laughs> They're all wearing like cardigans and sweater vests. And <laughs> I thought this was like, a very stuffy '80s like look, but uh, yeah, I get you. It's a very I, just, similar, I just feel like feel. I've never seen anyone dress like that in my life. I don't think. <laughs> I'm sure you. If you go back and like watch like '80s shows, like it feels like an '80s TV show like I've seen before. Yeah, I was just like, what? What are they wearing? Of course, he's gonna want to hang out with Julia Roberts. Have you looked in the mirror? You don't play pool either. Ugh, what are you wearing? Ugh. Oh my god! Like he's looking cool. This jacket looks stupid. <laughs> I don't care what D'Onofrio says. I mean, yeah, he, she, I don't, Julie Roberts would have never gotten with that dude. I don't, I refuse to believe it. Like I said, it would have been <laughs> the, the tall, handsome man who was playing darts. That's who Julie Roberts belongs with. Very Why nice. can't the, this movie should have just been about three Portuguese women and their uh, handsome Portuguese boyfriends <laughs> having a good time. Just like people want cartoons to be. It's just people hanging out, having a good time. So <laughs> this movie should have been. No conflicts, nothing like that. Just three beautiful Portuguese women and their three beautiful Portuguese boyfriends. <laughs> That's what everyone was looking for. <clears throat> well, our friends, Siskel and Ebert, gave the film two thumbs up as is. They said, you know what? It's all right that they don't just hang out and have a good time with their beautiful Portuguese boyfriends. I enjoy the small conflicts they have. <laughs> it's a little, it's just a little piece of life for you. So Ebert uh, gave, gave particular praise to the fee, three female leads, including Gish, who Ebert likened to a young Catherine Hepburn. He also noted that the film may someday become known for the movie stars it showcased back before they became stars. Wow, man. Oh. Fucking Did he call her what? <laughs> Damn, Ebert knew a thing or two about films, huh? Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> coming back around on this fellow, isn't he? You, you fat slob, you, you knew you were doing. Yeah, <laughs> he's all over the place about stuff, though. <laughs> well, I guess he's not all over the place. He, there's um, just like a kind of like I don't a, want to say narrow, black hole narrow or... not a narrow bandwidth of what he likes, but there's like you can't be too too far on either fringe, I guess, for Ebert to like it. Unless it's a Russ Meyer movie where he writes it under a pseudonym. <laughs> <laughs> and then he thinks it's amazing. That's what his real problem was. Like, no, when he got to that, when it gets to a certain level, he's like, no one goes as far as I did, goddammit. That's right. <laughs> uh, Variety is quoted at the time of saying, it's genuine and moving with enough edge to impress contemporary audiences. Which I think is a pretty cool, pretty interesting quote because even going back and watching it um, retroactively... Uh, it's still, <clears throat> it's like not groundbreaking or anything, but it is like cute 
and satisfying and it absolutely does what it sets out to do and it's got like the pacing of it is really good i'm really impressed with like the editing and the pacing of the movie to be honest aside from julia roberts julia roberts is amazing <coughs> she is like a young Catherine hepburn <laughs> no, that's not what he said. <coughs> no, he said that about Annabelle. Yeah, she's like a no young Audrey Hepper. She's like a young Julia Roberts. <laughs> and then yeah, uh, Rotten Tomatoes. This got seventy seven percent. The uh, critic consensus reads, and this one's uh, the, I, I like this one because it's like cute. <laughs> it's like oh how cute! What an interesting little metaphor they've done here, or simile rather. <clears throat> Mystic Pizza is like its namesake food. It's cheesy, topped with romance, and rises to the occasion. <laughs> Hell yeah. Man, that was cheesy. <laughs> that's a good one, right? <laughs> yeah, that's a real banger. That's, that's cute. That's some cute shit. I want to know who wrote that. <laughs> which, which review did that come from? <laughs> some AI wrote it in 2019. <laughs> Thank you. This is what millennials like. Turns out I did. I liked it as a millennial. I thought it was cute. Um, recently, January 22nd, 2019, to be exact, about a year ago, two Mystic years Pizza ago. Mystic Pizza 2. No, but it was announced that Mystic Pizza would be adapted into a stage musical. Uh. <laughs> Melissa Etheridge will write the score, while Gordon Greenberg will direct and co-write the book with Saz Goldberg. Interestingly, one of the major plot points and a good running joke in like the second season of 30 Rock is about the musical adaptation of Mystic Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot about that. So did it come to fruition because of that joke, perhaps? This is, so we can blame Tina Fey. You can blame Tina Fey for a lot of things. Most of them good, actually. Some of them awful. <clears throat> Some most of them of, I mean, unspeakable of, things. Yeah, I mean, most of her, her run on Saturday Night Live, not very good because of Saturday Night Live, but 30 Rock. Magnifique. <laughs> Tina Fey, cool. It's Saturday Night Live, not cool. I don't know when it ever was. I guess maybe it was cool when it came out in the 70s, right? 79. Yeah. It was cool in 79. <clears throat> Cutting edge shit, even though they uh, Lauren Michaels stole everyone from like the Upright Citizens Brigade or whatever, right? <laughs> I it was an Upright Citizens Brigade back then. What was that? Uh... I don't know. He sold from some other collective that was associated with Mad Magazine and stuff. I forget what they were called. Basically, he stole their entire cast. Well, yeah, you could pay them more, Kyle. That's how it works in capitalism. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's uh, kind of all Lorne Michaels is, is a money guy. I don't know why people are like, yeah, he's he's like a very important in comedy. It's like, well, no, not really. Well, someone else. A lot of money in comedy. I guess, yeah, but someone else with money could have done it. It's not like this. <laughs> No, he had a singular like, vision. I don't think he has like a discerning eye for comedic talent or anything like that. That's why every like SNL movie flops. Well, like, I mean, that's like it's kind of like every cast is like a crapshoot too. You know what I mean? Like there's occasionally yeah. there's like a really great cast of gels well, and sometimes it doesn't. I don't know. Yeah, it's that's not, what I mean. Is he doesn't. I don't think he has any talent for comedy. He's just a rich guy who exerts too much control over his shitty product. <laughs> you know, like uh, the Elon Musk type figure. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's not go that far. I don't think he's uh, wrecked anybody's diamond mine that I know of. I don't know. Who knows what Lauren Michaels is involved in at this point? That's true, yeah. Yeah. He's got his hands in everything. Mm-hmm. Was he on Jeffrey Epstein's plan? Probably. <laughs> not grading us. Wasn't that I, not, I think that turned out not to be true. I've been fact-checking all this shit. Oh. 
<laughs> I'm, I don't know. I, I just don't know. Uh, you could tell me like anyone was on Epstein's plane. I'd be like, yeah, probably. I just don't, <laughs> I don't have, I don't have like, you were on Epstein's plane. I don't remember it at all. Also, like, yeah, right. <laughs> I've no, I've only been on like three planes in my life. That's how poor I am. <laughs> but yeah, I have like pretty low regard for um, most men, to be honest. So if you're like, yeah, fucking Ryan Felipe was on Epstein's plane. <laughs> well, oh, that's a bad example. I don't know. Yeah. That, that creepy guy, I remember it was 100% Ryan <laughs> Felipe was on plane. Jeff Bridges was on Epstein's plane. I'd oh, like, that'd be a hard one for me. I'd be, Dude? It'd be, dis- <laughs> be disappointing, but I'd be like, you know, probably. <laughs> Sure, why not? You know, going out in there with a Jeffrey Epstein and getting in a plane. I just like to fly around. <laughs> that's pretty good, but just Rooster Cogburn, though. I, that's all I do. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good, Jeff Bridges as Rooster Cogburn. Or Jeff Bridges as Rooster Cogburn again in Rest in Peace Division. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen that one. That's the Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds, right? yeah. The sure Blackfoot Ghost. Mm hmm. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds, remember he's Deadpool and he was like, "Look at my balls." <laughs> That's my favorite part about Deadpool: all sex jokes. <laughs> yeah, the really obvious, crass ones about buttholes. I mean, it's like when you th- you think about it, it is cool that he got it made and got to play Deadpool, and it's like that's cool, good for you, man. But then it's like you watch it and you're like, "This fucking sucks." Does Deadpool suck this bad? <laughs> like, do I should should I go back and read the comics and disappoint like fifteen year old me? No, the the that really that first run I used to like is really good. I haven't read anything past that, but I I read that on Marvel Unlimited a few years back. And it was yeah, like, it held up. Okay, I just like the one, <laughs> where, the one he, where he gets Thor's hammer. hammer. Yeah, like that, <laughs> I remember that being legitimately funny. But I was like, well, maybe he just was always like, <laughs> I farted on you, Spider Man, and you got shit for brain. Oh yeah, actually, that's a good point. There was a Spider Man and a Deadpool team-up comic book a few years ago that I read that was actually pretty good, too. Because yeah. it's with Spider-Man, they have to tone him down a little bit, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you gotta work within the limits. Yeah. So he's not making as many poop jokes. So he wasn't just doing, like, I don't know, lowest common denominator, edgy, less South Park humor, you know? So, oh, this comedy is a little blue. <laughs> <laughs> no thought behind it, but, you know, we'll talk about vaginas and stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, you talking about that white-ass pussy? <laughs> Oh, it's, it's empowering when ladies do it. I think it is, man. They're having a good time. It is. I'm not saying it's not. Yeah. I'm just saying I was 100 percent agreeing. Oh, yeah. I didn't want to argue about that. I just want. Uh, did, what's the edit, how does the edit version go? That fucking. Oh, I haven't uh, heard of the edit version. Uh, that soft and gushy or something like that. Oh no, <laughs> the wet and gushy because they can't say wet ass pussy right for the court, the hook. So it's like. That still wet pretty and, suggestive. The wet and gushy, and I was like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's still like. For sure, like I know what you're talking about, no problem. My, every time some the uh, I don't know why what my my brain always connects it to this way, but whenever there's always weird censorship like that, and it always ends up being like more suggestive than the original. I think about that um, Link Shield oh, or Nick Fury comic, comic yeah. where, where they he's having like a, a like a like a malight kissing scene, and then they cha- made the guy change it so it's a gun in a holster, which is way more suggestive. Yeah, like change that panel where they're kissing, and it's like, yeah, we'll focus in on the gun in the holster. Okay, yeah, that song's pretty cool. I don't mind it. No problems here. Um, the music. I think it's version. fucking weird when dudes are. That's their comedy styling. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, here's the thing, like. Um, it's not even like that's comedy about sex is bad. It's just like it's like the laziest shit. 
in Deadpool. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, yeah, people talking about sex or singing, making music about sex or whatever, or any art form about sex, like I'm totally down with it if there's like thought put into it. My problem with Deadpool is just like it's like a 15 year old, bro. <laughs> It's that level of comedy. Then again, I do still kind of like Guar, even though I'm an old man. <laughs> We're also doing this podcast. Hmm. This podcast isn't really about lowest common denominator humor. This podcast is sometimes about it is seeing how many references I can make to other films <laughs> or other pieces of media. Show off how big my brain is. Oh, big brain energy. Look at the big brain on Brad. See that? That's a big old big brain Brad over there. That was a that was a film reference. Did you get it? <laughs> I did. <laughs> yeah, man. There's a lot of layers to these jokes. Keep I'm your, just gonna I'm just gonna say quotes from movies, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Keep your notepads out, kids. This is like an episode of Futurama. The, the irony doesn't ever stop. Uh, uh, next the week it will stuff. though, because we will be watching a very serious film where we will have to discuss very serious emotions. This movie had in serious emotions. Oh. Love, betrayal. Yeah, but next week we're watching our first Studio Ghibli movie. Oh, wait, in the 80s? It's not Grave of the Fireflies. I realized I set that up to imply it might be Grave of the Fireflies. <laughs> you sure as fuck did. <laughs> All right, no, what is it? It's uh, Castle in the Sky. Oh, okay. I don't, think, Castle. I don't think we'll ever watch Grave of the Fireflies. <laughs> uh, I watched Castle in the Sky with the kids a couple years ago. I'll probably be watching it. Yeah, Castle in the Sky is good. I mean, it's a Studio Ghibli film, so it's good. Hayao yeah, Miyazaki. Hayao Miyazaki. Much better than Hideaki Anno. Take that, Evangelion fans. Been <laughs> all over you this episode. <laughs> Even though I watched is it. Is anybody like, really going to argue that? I'm sure there's someone out there who's like, no, I've, you know, just Evangelion is the apex of, of all art. But No, there's a lot of people that still really respect it as like a serious work of art. Which um, <sighs> there is... I will be completely honest. I've watched it like a dozen times. A dozen. I've watched it that many times because I like want to. You I want to like, own a penguin? I know. I feel like I'm not getting it or something, but it's like it's actually just not there. Is the conclusion <laughs> I've come to every time. But <clears throat> I, I mean, here's the thing. My thing. With it, it is really it's good there, for about. It's just thin. It is really good for about 23 episodes, and then Hideaki Anno fucking did not know how to end it or what the fuck he was doing, and he's like. Maybe if I just do like the the, the the laziest intro to psychology shit, people will think it's experimental. <laughs> and it's like, no, nah, no, nah, man, <laughs> I see what happens. <laughs> what happened? <clears throat> he didn't know what to do. <laughs> and he was fucking, someone gave him his first like Sigmund Freud book. And it was all about it. <laughs> Good old Freud. It's about your mother. Everything is about getting your butthole wiped when you're a kid. So why, so it, was a, it was a sexual violation or something. And at some point, you're going to want to hold your poop as a sexual thing when you're a child. And then you're going to go poop because it's a sexual thing as a child. It's a lot, there's a lot of poop involved, too, for some reason. I don't know. <clears throat> I don't feel like you talked about all that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I remember that. Oh. <laughs> you might be right, actually. I swear to God, there was a, he, when I remembered him talking about the phases of childhood development in like the toddler years oh yeah there's, there's a psychological a- phase for sure yeah yeah i don't sigmund freud widely discredited um at least he got the ball rolling right <laughs> you can give him, that. give him that give him that much whole shebang called snuff back then right real, real cocktails 
Let's. I guess we're done talking about missing pizza. Huh? Uh, no, Julie, yeah, we really went away. From, we didn't wait. Julia like Roberts. It. It really great yeah, it's uh, absolutely like I said. It's, it does perfectly what it sets out to do. It's it ends cute. the summer. It's fun. I feel like I'm just hanging out. Like I'm like the ghost of like their brother who dies. So <laughs> wow, so, that's creepy. I'm just still gonna ride along for like my three sisters' lives, and I'm like, fuck yeah, get it, girls. I still need to watch the new Little Women. Oh, I haven't watched it yet either. I was gonna reread the book, but I haven't done that yet either. I'm like, I have like not read at all really in the last two or three weeks. I don't know what's wrong with me. Reading's for chumps. I uh, yeah, that's no, because reading's for chumps. That's why. It's just, well, I've always been a chump now, <clears> so. <throat> no, you just watch movies. So that's fine. Movies, movies, and anime. I wonder why I never watched Little Women. I like Greta Gerwig. I guess I think it's um I'm really like spent because you really like the original. Uh, well, wasn't it Winona Ryder in the original one? Or was it Ashley Judd? I don't remember. If Winona Not the original was, original one. Yeah, if Winona was in it though, then uh, that might be. Right. I don't know if I care about um period pieces at all. <clears throat> yeah, it was Winona. I was just about to say actually before we started talking about Winona um. Julia Roberts rivals Winona Ryder for my um, number one '80s crush. Hmm. I think Winona's not on mine. I think Winona still wins out for me just because of um, Tim Burton stuff, where she's very goth chic. But Julia Roberts, hmm, Mr. Pizza, hmm, hmm, hmm. Something about that big old hair. <laughs> that big '80s hair. Yeah, I like big curly hair. It's gonna be a pain in the ass to brush every day though. It's gotta get knots in it like mother- motherfucker. Yeah. True, true. True, true. Yeah, it's a little bit harder to manage curly hair. I like Sometimes when mine gets long, it's a pain in the ass to brush. Yeah, I'm personally familiar with that experience. I haven't. That's why I haven't really let my hair get very long in a long time. <clears throat> it is I've now not. getting long in the back, though. Ah, all right. Missing Pizza. It was good. Julia Roberts, amazing. Pizza, very amazing. I'm going to eat it tonight. I'm going to watch some Gundam as well. Pizza and Gundam. Pizza and Gundam. Uh, next week we will be watching uh, anime Castle in the Sky, so you too can be watching anime. We are in the death throes of summer, except for here in Arizona, summer will last until about Halloween night. Also, this is the year without Halloween, the year without party rocking, and the year without Halloween. Well, that goes along with the year without party rocking. <laughs> no Halloween, no party rocking. Maybe not even Thanksgiving or Christmas, depending on how serious your family is about it. Jeez, yeah. No, nah, well. Shit. I think yeah, it's going to get worse when it gets cold, too. Oh, All I mom. know is I wish I would have gotten married before the pandemic. Because <laughs> <laughs> I am pretty lonely. I wish I had moved to a mountain. Yeah, I wish I didn't live where it's hot as fuck. And I wish I had a wife who was hot as fuck. Or a husband. I'm open to whatever now. <laughs> I don't... Uh, oh, um... VHSCult.com. Oh, yeah. You got a website. We'll be on Twitch again probably on Friday, right? Yeah, we're going to have to figure out something to do because I think they took... their uh, Amazon Prime has been really shitty with uh, how they're doing Friday the 13th. I don't think Part 5 is on Prime right now. Oh, we'll watch something else then. Fuck it. So Who we, cares about Jason? We can watch yeah. on. Oh, well, we don't need to record this part for the podcast. On Twitch, Friday night at 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, we will be watching a movie. And you can join us at VHSCult.com, twitch.tv slash VHSCult.com, VHS underscore cult. <clears throat> Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, all that shits. And see you next week, VHS Cult. I'm Kyle. Goodbye. I'm Sean. Holy.